Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Many people ask, does he look anything at all like any of these pictures we've seen? No. Not one single one of them ever depicts what he looks like. Now, is there any similarity? Yes. For the simple reason that if you saw the picture of one man, it would be similar to any and every man. See what I mean? And so naturally, if you paint the picture of a man's face, there would be a similarity. But there's something about his looks that I don't think anybody could capture and put on canvas. I don't think they should even try. I said, I don't think they should even try. Because we don't know him after the flesh anyway, we know him after the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, the most outstanding feature about Jesus is his eyes. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer, which includes the message you will hear today. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. They were peculiar-looking creatures. I can see them yet. They had eyes of fire about the size of a quarter, and they sat all the way around their head, and they looked every direction at once without turning their head, you see. So I looked at the rainbow first. I looked at the winged creature secondly. And then I started to look toward the throne. I hadn't looked at the throne of God yet. In other words, just, just you know, you, you knew it was there. You glanced, you knew it was there. And so when I started to look at the throne, Jesus said, Thou shalt not look upon his face. And there seemed like there was a veil between me and the throne. Or, I'll put it this way, did you ever stand outside of a window, some house, you know, there's somebody in the room that you're talking to, you're standing out in the light, it's darker inside, and there's a, there's a lace curtain there, or, you know, one of those that you can see through, but, you know what I mean? So you see the outline, if you didn't know who it was, you really wouldn't know for sure who it was. Now that's the way it was, it's sort of like you're seeing through a curtain, you know, you could see through it all right, but you couldn't make out any details. It just simply looked like the outline of a man sitting on a throne. Well, now somebody said, you mean God looks like a man? Well, all I know is that what it looked like. It looked like a, the, a bodily shape of a man sitting on a throne, but you couldn't tell anything about it. You might refer to the Old Testament. Remember that when... Uh, Moses was on Mount Sinai. God appeared to him. And the Bible said that he talked to Moses face to face. So God does have a face, doesn't he? I said, doesn't he? And remember that, that God said to Moses, thou shalt not look upon my face. So though he was talking to him face to face, yet he wasn't looking upon his face. You can't look upon my face. He said, I'll pass by you. I'll put my hand over your face. I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock. I'll put my hand over your face. So he's got a hand. And I'll pass by you, and I'll let you see my back parts. Did anybody ever read that in the Bible? Yeah, that's in there. That's in there. And so he does have some kind of a farm in the spirit realm, doesn't he? I said, doesn't he? According to the Bible, he does. 
So, because I could tell very little about it except it just looked like the form of a man. Now, remember this, that the Bible tells us that man is made in the likeness and image of God. Now, I believe that has a spiritual significance, but I believe it also has a physical significance. Amen. And so, because you could not see anything much except just the outline of what looked like a man sitting on a throne, then I didn't spend a lot of time trying to see anything. I just glanced that way, couldn't see. I turned then and for the first time looked full into the face of Jesus. Now Jesus was about as tall as I am, about six feet tall. Five feet eleven, six feet tall because his eyes are right on the level of my eyes. The most outstanding feature about Jesus is his eyes. Many people ask, does he look anything at all like any of these pictures we've seen? No. Not one single one of them ever depicts what he looks like. Now, is there any similarity? Yes. For the simple reason that if you saw the picture of one man, it would be similar to any and every man. See what I mean? And so naturally, if you paint the picture of a man's face, there would be a similarity. But there's something about his looks that I don't think anybody could capture and put on canvas. I don't think they should even try. I said, I don't think they should even try. Because we don't know him after the flesh anyway, we know him after the spirit. Amen. Praise God. And so, the most outstanding feature about Jesus is his eyes. Somebody immediately after that vision that night, because they all understood and knew that I'd seen something, asked me, and, I, and this came out of my spirit. I never thought about it. When they asked me what he looked like, I said, without thinking, out of my spirit, the most outstanding feature about Jesus is his eyes. And they asked, what did his eyes look like? And these words came out of the inside of me. I said, they look like wells of living love. I never thought that up. It just came out of me. They look like wells of living love. It seemed to me that you could see into his eyes a half mile deep. I don't know. There's no way harder to describe it. Now, as I looked upon his face and looked, his eyes held me. I just melted, melted in a heap at his feet. He had on a white robe. When I melted in a heap at his feet, then I noticed that his feet were bare. And I laid my hands on the top of his feet. And I laid my forehead on the backs of my hands on the top of his feet and cried out, O oh Lord, no one as unworthy as I am am worthy to look upon thy face. And Jesus said quite sternly, Stand upright on thy feet. And I got up on my feet, stood up, trembling, trembling. Never will forget it. It opened up new vistas of reality to me. It opened, it brought fresh revelation of the Holy Scriptures to me. It uh, killed some of my theology. 
Never will forget, he pointed to me and said, Thou art worthy to look upon my face. Why? I'm injecting the why. He just said, Thou art worthy to look upon my face. For I have called thee and have washed thee from all sin in my own precious blood. Hallelujah. No, as a sinner, we are not worthy. But thank God he has made us worthy. He has made us worthy. It's his blood. Oh, we went to church and saying, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He made me worthy. Praise God. Now, we Baptists, you know, I was born and raised on that and then got over among Pentecostal people and they had about the same philosophy. And it is philosophy, it's not scripture. Talking about how weak and unworthy I am. Or thought we was being humble, but it's saying, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, you were a sinner and you're saved by grace, but you're not a sinner anymore. Amen. You're a saint. Amen. Paul wrote to the church at Rome, Romans 1, 7, and he addressed his letter to them, all that be in Rome, beloved of God, that's us, and called to be saints. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, if we stop right now, I've already said enough to set us a shouting for a month. <laughs> I said heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thou art worthy to look upon my face. For I have called you and have cleansed you from all sin in my own precious blood. Praise the Lord. You know, I stopped my trembling. I wasn't afraid anymore. Glory to God. You could stop and preach a month about that if you had time. Because then see scriptures that were seemingly obscure to you became so real to you then. Now Jesus began his conversation with me by saying, pointing his finger against you. He pointed his finger to me when he said, Thou art worthy. After he had said that, there was a little pause. You see, I, I'm, I'm going into some detail. You know, it happened much quicker than what I'm telling you. understand that just in sequences. But there was just a little pause. And then he pointed his finger to him again and said, I called you before you were born. You see, he just keeps punching holes in my theology. <laughs> Bursting theological bubbles. Balloons. <laughs> I called you before you were born. You know, if anybody asked me if I'd believe that, I'd say, no, no, that's unscriptural. <laughs> Well, I got checking up on it later, and he said the same thing about Jeremiah. So if it could happen with one, it could happen with another one. I called you before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born. And many times since then. But my angels have watched over you. And have cared for you. Until this present day, I got another new thought. You know, I knew I read a little bit about angels in the Bible. Didn't know much about them. It's sort of a foreign subject to me almost. But there is a ministry of angels. Angels are ministering spirits sent to minister far. I always thought it said to, but it doesn't. Far those who are the heirs of salvation. 
farmings on our behalf. Hallelujah. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. If you've been enjoying the series we featured this week, then you'll want to get the entire six-CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six-CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And there's all kinds of other ways you can know about the ministry and be involved with the ministry. Our Word of Faith magazine. Yes. And watch Rhema Praise or listen to the radio podcast. View archive conferences and videos. And we have live church services. That's right. Right live there on streaming. the web. 10 a.m., 7 p.m. on Sunday, and then 7 p.m. Wednesday. And all of that, you can go to rhema.org slash media, and That's you can right. get all of that. And so, we are on Roku as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on Roku. <laughs> we're everywhere, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're everywhere. Help Rhema reach out to the communities in Oklahoma that have been so devastated by the recent tornadoes. Give a financial gift online today at rhema.org slash relief or text aid to 28950 and give a gift via your smartphone. Message and data rates may apply. Again, that website is rhema.org slash relief. Thank you for helping Rhema bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, My Life and Ministry. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.